Tonight, meet the cast of Star Trek Prodigy, a judge weighs in on the Star Wars sequels, and the 2021 class of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 129 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, your host. Hmm. I wonder if we need, we need a little uh, music here. Yeah, this is one of the uh, <laughs> new things I've been playing with. Bring that down here. That's one of the new things. Um, Stream Deck has come up with version 5 of their software. One of the things was they put a free, free to use uh, music and soundtracks. So I've downloaded some of those. So uh, I can do this. Or I can do this. Or if I'm trying to remember something. Yeah, ain't geeky stuff fun? Anyway, other than that, I've had the past uh, four days off, or three days off. Today's the fourth day, and uh, I've basically we've been, I've basically been relaxing, uh, you know, doing doing you know little chores around the house, you know, keeping the plants alive. Uh, yesterday we went and to uh, Hutchinson to go to the movie theater for the first time in about a year and a half. Last time we were at, at the theater in Hutch was in January of 2020. So we went and saw In the Heights, which was uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's uh, new movie. And folks, go go see it. It's it's an awesome film. You know, it's very you know. Very nice to see. You know, I there was no point I was bored watching this. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, been uh, working our way towards Comic Con. That's in uh, a little over what month? And it's a month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half away from Planet Comic Con, Kansas City. So looking forward to that. But other than that, I mean, really haven't had much. Yeah, much to say. By the way, if if you if uh, during this recording you hear sounds construction, um, we're getting a brand new uh, floor in our uh, garage here, and then they're going to start working on expanding and fixing the uh, driveway as well. So, just putting it out there that if you hear some, you know. Some loud sighing or something, yeah. It's it is what it is. 
you know, I'd rather I'd rather record now than have to wait, you know, until the end of, end of the day, and you know, it just gets chaotic. So, let's go on to the Star Trek news. Simon Schuster revealed new details on a new Deep Space Nine book coming out this December. Star Trek Deep Space Nine Revenant comes from author Alex White and centers on Kira Norris and Jadzia Dax and is based in the show's sixth season. Here's the blurb. Jadzia Dax has been a friend to Etom Pritt, the Trill Trade Commissioner, over two lifetimes. When Etom visits Deep Space Nine with the request to rein in his wayward granddaughter Nimi, Dex can hardly say no. It seems like an easy assignment. Visit a resort, resort casino while on shore leave and then bring her old friend Nimi home. But upon arrival, Dex finds Nimi has changed over the years in terrifying ways, and the pursuit of the truth will plunge Dax headlong into a century's worth of secrets and lies. Unquote. Now, Alex White has uh, written a couple of books in the, alien, uh, in the Alien novel series, as well as the Salvagers trilogy of books. And he said about his first Star Trek novel, quote, Star Trek has always struck me as a universe with a place for everyone, empathetic, intelligent, empowered, and vibrant. Those stories were there for me when I needed to hear them, and I'm privileged to tell the next set of all, the, all these years later, unquote. Now, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Revenant goes on sale on December 21st. And uh, we move on to news about Star Trek Lower Decks, where season has moved on to production of season three. A post on Instagram confirmed it with a with her in a re- with a recording booth shot, and the caption "Season three. Now, season two of the series will hit Paramount Plus on August twelfth. Meanwhile, on the other shows. Strange New Worlds is currently filming episode 8 of 10 with Demander Amanda, director Amanda Rowe directing the episode. Picard is also still in production with John Delancey revealing he'll be appearing both in seasons 2 and season 3 for a total of 6 episodes. And production on Discovery season 4 is currently winding down. With a number of episodes finished editing aka locked and awaiting final touches like visual effects and music. The 4th of July weekend is no longer home to Top Gun Maverick, as Paramount has moved the movie to the former date of another Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible 7, November 19th. Now, Mission Impossible will now open May 27th, 2022, and Mission Impossible 8 will move to July 7th, 2023. Now, this is not the only movie to be moved. Universal moved uh, Peer Rabbit 2 to July from July 2nd, to, to June 18th. Now, other movies have been moved around, and the reason why this is in the Star Trek news, by the way, the following movies have also been shifted around. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, has moved from October 22nd to July 23rd. The Jackass movie is going from September 3rd to October 22nd this year, which is the previous date for Snake Eyes. The untitled Bee Gees movie from Kenneth Branagh and producer Graham King will now open on November 4th, 2022, and Disney has an untitled event film, and Warner Brothers has The Flash on that date as well. Now, why we're in Star Trek? Well, an untitled Star Trek movie is currently set for June 9th, 2023. 
So you got two years, folks, which will run up against Universal and 20th Century Studios, which both have untitled features scheduled on that date. So, you know, you know your mileage may vary. Kate Mulgrew will portray Michelle Obama's chief of staff, Susan Shear, in Showtime's anthology series, The First Lady. The role will be a recurring one on the show. The show, created by Aaron Cooley and produced by Landscape TV and Showtime, will see the world of the White House through the eyes of various first ladies. Season one will focus on Eleanor Roosevelt, played by Gillian Anderson, Betty Ford, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and Michelle Obama, played by Viola Davis. The series will also star Aaron Eckhart as Gerald Ford, O.T. Fagbinal as Barack Obama, and Dakota Fanning as Susan Ford. Paramount Plus offered a first look at the crew of the new Star Trek kids show Star Trek Prodigy. Now joining Kate Mulgrew as a hologram of Captain Janeway will be Riley Azarkia as Rocktok, a Bricar, an unusually bright eight-year-old girl. Rook is a bit shy, but not when it comes to her love of animals. Brett Gray as Dahl, 17 years old and and an unknown species. He fancies himself as a maverick, who even in the toughest times holds strong onto his unwavering hope. Angus Emery as Zero, who is a Medusan, a non-corporeal genderless energy-based life form. Since others would go mad at the sight of their true self, Zero wears a containment suit they made themselves to protect others. Jason Mansukas will play Jackam Prague, a 16-year-old Tellarite. Now, Tellarites are known to relish an argument, and Jenkum is no different. Now, regardless of opinion, he will always play devil's advocate for the sake of hearing all sides. Ella Purnell is playing Gwen, a 17-year-old Va Nagat, who was raised on her father's bleak mining plant and drew up dreaming of to explore the stars, and D. Bradley Baker as Murph, whose age and species is unknown, but who is endearing an endearing instructable blob with curiously good timing and an insatiable appetite for ship parts. Well, doesn't that sound interesting? Again, I still want to see like actual footage before I, I make a, you know, definite decision on this show or not. Now let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Now, don't expect a spectral visit by Qui-Gon Jinn in Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Liam Neeson was a guest star on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and when asked about a rumored return, Neeson said, quote, I heard Ewan McGregor was doing was going to do a series. No, I don't think so. No, I haven't been approached, unquote. Now, of course, Kimmel thought that uh, Neeson was just putting one over on him, so I guess we'll just have to wait for proof next year. However, we do know that there will be stormtroopers. Star Ewan McGregor told Variety, quote, I don't think I'd be giving, a, giving away a secret. I've got to be so careful there's no secret to when the series is being set. But I had to walk past two stormtroopers. I realized I've never acted with a stormtrooper because mine were clones, you know. It was the clone army, so I'd never seen a stormtrooper. So I was walking past them in the scene. I turned around, and I was six years old again. Insane. I was feeling like I was six again, or something, because I'm so close to one, and I got a fright, you know, so crazy. Then I asked someone, were there stormtroopers in my films? Because I don't think I've seen a stormtrooper for real before. They were like, no. 
They weren't stormtroopers, they were clones. And Jawas, I had never seen with a little Jawa, unquote. Now, the show will take place halfway between episodes 3 and 4. He also revealed that to uh, actor Pedro Pascal in an, inter- in an interview on the Actors on Actors podcast that the Mandalorian is what got Ewan interested in Star Wars again. It pulled me back into the Star Wars world, the Mandalorian series, in a way I didn't expect. It blew me away how much I loved it. The fir- and the, he shared and Pascal, Pascal replied, the first thing I noticed when I started meeting with John Favreau and Dave Filoni was that they were finding a way to totally realize their love for Star, of Star Wars. All of our love for Star Wars. And so creatively to step into something, it felt so safe. It was so clear to me that they knew what they were doing, starting with their heart being in the right place and doing it with a lot of love. I just came directly from our set, so uh, with a lot of love, unquote. Uh, McGregor also shared, I just came directly from our set on the Kenobi series, and I'm working with so many of your crew from The Mandalorian. In fact, Deborah Chow is directing all of our series. I know she directed episodes on your first season. I'm having such an amazing time down there with that incredible technology and not being in front of too much green screen and blue screen, unquote. Now, this is an amusing story. A federal judge declared that the two most recent Star Wars movies were mediocre in a ruling involving Wesson Oil. The case involving ConAgra Foods revolved around the new owner of the oil brand and if they can resume using the 100% natural label anytime it wishes, thereby depriving uh, this uh, class of people of any value theoretically afforded by the injunction. Conagra thus essentially agreed to do something over which it lacks the power to do. The Star Wars mention comes from the ruling from Judge Kenneth K. Lee, who wrote in his opinion, quote, Under the settlement, Conagra agreed to refrain from marketing Western oil as 100% natural. That sounds great, except that Conagra has already abandoned that strategy in 2017, two years before the parties hammered out their agreement. For reasons it claims were unrelated to this or any other litigation. Even worse, ConAgra's promise not to use the phrase 100% natural on Western oil appears meaningless because ConAgra no longer owns Western oil. In reality, this promise is about as meaningful and, and enduring as a proposal in the final rose ceremony on The Bachelor. Simply put, Richardson, the new owner of Western Oil, can resume using the 100% natural label at any time it wishes, thereby depriving the class of a value theoretically afforded by the injunction. ConAgra thus essentially agreed to do something over which it lacks the power to do. This is like George Lucas promising no more mediocre or schlocky Star Wars sequels shortly after selling the franchise to Disney. Such a promise would be illusionary. Unquote. Now, in the footnote, he wrote, quote, five as evident by Disney's production of The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, unquote. Burn. It was decided in favor of Richardson International, who can now call the oil 100% natural. Now, let's go on to the geek news. Paramount Pictures is looking to keep Jeff Nichols in their portfolio. Deadline reports that the company is in development of a new as-yet-titled project from the filmmaker of A Quiet Place. Nichols will write and direct. Now, Nichols is working on another film for 
for the Quiet Place franchise, now due in, which is due in theaters on March 31st, 2023. Netflix will be making the sequel to Robbie and Stephen Amell's Code 8 sci-fi thriller, and it's not called Code 9, but the imaginative Code 8 Part 2. The film from XYZ Films marks Netflix's first English-language original feature from Canada. Jeff Chan, who directed the first one, will direct the sequel with the Mel Brothers reprising their roles. Code 8 Part 2 from Collective Pictures sees a teenage girl with abnormal abilities, after witnessing the murder of her brother, seek the help of an ex-con, played by Robbie Amell, and his former partner in crime, played by Stephen Amell. Together, they face a unit of corrupt police officials who deploy advanced robotic technology to prevent themselves from being exposed. No release date has been announced. Rob Zombie will be directing a movie based on The Munsters. The heavy male musician turned director confirmed that he will write and direct the show, the movie based on the 60s sitcom. Now, Zombie wrote on Instagram, quote, Attention, boils and ghouls. The rumors are true. My next film project will be one I've been chasing for 20 years, The Munsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as they progress. Unquote. Now, the original The Munsters TV series ran for 70 episodes from 1964 to 1966 and starred Fred Gwynn, Yvonne DiCarlo, Al Lewis, Beverly Owen, who's later replaced by Pat Priest, and Butch Patrick. Hmm. I don't, I really don't know about that. What to think about this? I guess we'll have to see what he does with it. If it's like a faithful adaptation or if he goes all, you know, Halloween on it. Kevin Bacon will play, be playing the role of the villain in the Legendary Pictures reboot of the classic trauma character, The Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. He will be joining Peter Dinklage, J- Jacob Trombley, and Taylor Page now when the movie gets started filming in Bulgaria later this month. The Toxic Avenger is about a struggling everyday man who gets turned into a mutant freak when he gets pushed into a vat of toxic waste. Going from shunned outcast to underdog hero in the quest to save his son, his friends, and his community from the faces of corruption and greed. Westworld Season 4 will see Aurora Perrineau joining the cast for a recurring role. Now, her character is still unknown, but Deadline is reporting that she's expected to show up in at least five episodes. Perrineau was previously on Fox's Prodigal Son, which just got cancelled. Blackula is being rebooted. A reboot of the classic 70s exploitation horror classic is being brought back to life by MGM, Braun, and Hidden Empire film groups' Dion and Roxanne Event-Taylor. The 1972 original starred William Marshall as Blackula and was directed by William Crane and had a sequel a year later with Scream, Blackula, Scream. Now, the reboot will pick up the story from the sequel... Yeah, if you've never seen it, here's the description, quote, Blackula is an ancient African prince who is cursed by Dracula after he fails to agree to end the slave trade. Blackula is entombed and awakens 200 years later, ready to avenge the death of his ancestors and of those responsible for robbing his people of their work, culture, and heritage, as they appropriate it for profit, unquote. The remake for Stephen King's Christine has found its director in Brian Fuller. 
Fuller has been attached to write the new adaptation about a 1958 Plymouth Fury with a taste for blood. The movie will be produced by Sony Pictures and Blumhouse. Now, the original adaptation was made in 1983 and was directed by John Carpenter. And a little uh, Hollywood news for you. The Hollywood Walk of Fame will be getting some new stars this year. Now, included in this year's inductees will be for the motion picture category. Francis Ford Coppola, Macaulay Culkin, William Dafoe, Selma Hayek, James Hong, Helen Hunt, Michael B. Jordan, Regina King, Ray Liotta, Ewan McGregor, Adam McKay, Jason Momoa, Tessa Thompson, and a posthumous star for Carrie Fisher. Going in on television will be Brian Allen, Greg Berlanti, Ricky Gervais, Peter Krause, Robert Odenkirk, Holly Robinson-Pete, Norman Reedus, Tracy Ellis Ross, Gene Smart, Ming-Na Wen, and Kenan Thompson. On recording will be The Black-Eyed Peas, George E. Clinton Jr., Ashanti Douglas, DJ Khaled, Avril Lavigne, Los Hermanos del Norte, uh, Martha Reeves, and Ermai's Nipsey Hussle uh, in a posthumous honor. And for live theater slash live performance, Patti Lapone, Marilyn McCoo, and Billy Davis Jr., and Angela Vale. Radio will be Richard Blade, and for sports entertainment will be Michael Strahan. Congratulations to all those who will, who will be honored. And to close out today, a sad note and an update to a story I covered on the last Sci-Fi Edition. Film and TV actor Lisa Baines has sadly succumbed to her injuries that she sustained in a hit-and-run accident. The actress was crossing the street in the crosswalk near Lincoln Center when she was struck by a red and black scooter that blew through a red light. The driver has yet to be found. Now, Lisa Baines was born on July 9th, 1955, and acted in the stage, movies, and television up to her death. She acted in such movies as Cocktail, Young Guns, and, Le- and Legally Blonde, and TV shows like Spencer for Hire, Ellie Law, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Frasier, One Life to Live, Son of the Beach, King of Queens, and The Orville. She was 65 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news now be sure to check us out on social media we're at twitter at multiverse tom we're also on facebook and instagram as well and if you'd like to contribute to the show please do uh, go out and check out our show note our uh, co- our coffee our patreon and our glow.fm links over at uh, sci-fi-for-me.com, as well as the show notes our link to the t public store and a lot, lot more. I plan on uh, doing some things over there. If you're a subscriber, be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to hit the subscribe, like, or follow. And leave us with some feedback and let us know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two days with a brand new comic book edition, and in two weeks, with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions, copyright 2021. All rights reserved.